Welcome to Witch Wisdom, the podcast for the modern mystic, hosted by Laura Brown. In this podcast, we delve deep into the topics of modern witchcraft, tarot, astrology, psychic abilities, and more. Step into the mystery with us and embrace your inner wise woman, your inner witch. Welcome to Witch Wisdom. I'm your host, Laura Brown. It is my pleasure to be here with you today. And today we're talking all about blessed destruction. It sounds super ominous, but it's really not. It's really this sort of idea of creating and allowing beautiful destruction, blessed destruction, um, to allow foundations to come apart, to allow change to take root, and to really embrace whatever that shows for us, whatever it sort of gives rise to within us. Um, And there's a lot in the air. There's a lot that is coming up for us. We have Mercury retrograding presently, and it began its retrograde period on August 12th, and it will move forward officially on September 5th. However, we have to bear in mind that the shadow period, which is that period two weeks pre and post transit, so in this case, the shadow period for Mercury retrograding will take us all the way to September 19th before we totally see a cessation of any of the Mercury retrograde symptoms. Let's put it that way. But this transit is taking place right smack dab in the middle of two powerhouse events. The first was the full moon eclipse that we experienced two weeks ago, or just under two weeks ago. And the next is the full solar eclipse, the new moon, taking place in Leo on Monday, August 21st. So before the energy of the first eclipse with that full moon has even run its course in its two-week shadow, we found Mercury retrograding, which of course then takes us into the next eclipse where its energy will sort of be the predominant theme. So it's it's been one thing literally after another. And one of the most often heard comments is just how tense everything has been and how upsetting to the very fabric of our environment the energy is right now. And I hear you. I see you. I am right there with you. There's been a lot that's been shaking up in my life and not all of it bad, I might say. But the idea is that there is a lot of earth-shakingly massive changes that are unfolding every minute, every moment of our day. And with that comes a lot of triggering, a lot of high-intensity emotion. And sure, some of these changes are going to be amazing right out the game. But some of them are going to be really amazing things that initially just look like a giant shitstorm. And our reaction to those 
is going to be especially heightened because, again, it's almost been like it's been one thing after another. This sort of blessed destruction of one foundation after another, things that we felt were completely stable and completely you know, on firm ground, suddenly are revealing themselves to have a weakness. If not a weakness, then being so weak that it simply cannot stand anymore. And when we face changes on that massive level to foundational aspects in our life, the tendency is to sort of move out of um, responding and moving more into reactiveness. And that is going to be something that we're going to cover as we go further along into discussing the eclipses, because there's certainly, or is it eclipses? Um, all my grammar folks can correct me there. Um, but eclipses or eclipses, one of the things that we are going to discuss here when we get to that point here in the, in the show is how we can best interact with this energy and how we can use the reactions or rather work with the reactions and the, um, the high octane emotionality that comes forward in a way that really imparts greater stability and greater possibility to our lives through shadow integration. But let's start first with Mercury retrograde, you know, the pleasure and the pain, the gifts and, <laughs> and the curse. A lot of times, um, I always love seeing, I, I really don't even have to pay much attention anymore to specific dates that Mercury is retrograding because you can pretty much time them by when you start seeing the frightful fear-mongering, albeit funny and witty, memes that are trickling through everybody's social media feeds. Um, and, and, and again, they're funny as hell, but they're also, in my opinion, grossly inaccurate. Because while everybody is bemoaning this period and talking about how awful Mercury retrograde is and all the things it brings to the fore of their lives, they're missing the amazing, amazing gift that's being given to them, being given to us all. And it's like a universal reset. You know, that prefix re is something to really get on board with when Mercury is retrograding. Retool, reassess, rethink, redo, revisit, redecorate. You know, I'm sure restart. You can come up with dozens of them. And the idea is that this prefix really reminds us that any of the challenges we face whether it's you know technology failing us or miscommunication, missed flights, missed you know opportunities, um, you know the, whatever it may be, all these challenges are in truth these little universal checks and balances. You know those things that are put on our path to say, whoa, whoa, Nelly, slow down, take it easy, you know, stop your forward rushing ahead. You really need to pay attention here. And, and these challenges are really just more or less a symptom of our not doing that of our own accord, you know, or it's an effect of our not doing this pause or hitting pause, not doing this, you know, um, pulling back in this pausing more. It's more of our necessity of needing these challenges to sort of force us to slow down. Because 
if you think of, especially in American culture, our days are just a fiery combustion. moving from one thing to you know to do one check off the list one obligation one duty one responsibility after another with hardly any pause in between and we do that all throughout our day and we lay down in bed exhausted and then get up and do it again so when you think about how much we're operating on autopilot, it's not hard to think about or to imagine how much information we are missing, how many things we are not thinking through, how many decisions we are making on the fly that aren't really rooted in sound thought and sound judgment. We're just sort of doing things without really even paying attention to what's taking place around us to what our intuition is trying to say to us or what signs that we are being shown throughout the course of our day that we completely miss or otherwise just sort of gloss over. So these challenges force us to pause. They force us to slow down because when we slow down, that is when we get the message. That is when we start to see the signs, when we hear the pings of our intuition going off, saying, hey, pay attention to this or pay attention to that. And that helps us to start mining for information, to making and paving the way for us to make decisions that are of sound judgment, allowing us to reassess what is going on in our life and if we're down with it, if it's in alignment with who we are, it gives us an opportunity to reconnect with people that perhaps we have, you know, had some distance from and to say, okay, what do I still have to learn from this connection? But the checks and balances are just that. They're not the universe just trying to totally screw up your, your jive. It's, it's just their sort of means of helping us do what we need to do, which is slowing down so we can receive the message. And so we can begin to work with what we have before us rather than feeling we're being warped by it, which is precisely what happens when we're not paying attention, when we're not hearing the signs or heeding the signs. So Mercury retrograde really is a very wonderful opportunity for us to check in and to reassess and retool and refigure things so that we know it's in alignment with who we are and what we want. Now, this specific Mercury retrograde is taking place in Virgo, which is actually a very, very simpatico connection because Mercury Virgo is ruled by Mercury. Mercury rules two signs, Virgo and Gemini. And so with this transit taking place in Virgo, it's a very, I'm not going to say it makes it easier, but it, it definitely lends a bit of a rounder edge to the transit that makes it feel more at home. That being said, it gives us an opportunity to really begin to contemplate all of words. As a word witch, the words that I write, that I speak, they hold immense power. 
they hold immense gravity. And I know from experience that whether it's positive or negative, whether it's something I want or really don't want, the words that fall from my lips hold incredible power for creation and manifestation and bringing these seemingly small and unconscious spells to fruition. And all of us are going to be tapping into their own little inner orator and their own inner word witch. Because the thoughts that we think, which then turn into the words that leave our lips, are going to hold incredible power. And with this transit taking place in Virgo, we are being given the opportunity to pay attention to what we're thinking, what we're saying, and how it relates to what we really want. So are we saying something or first thinking something and then saying it rather automatically without that pause to reassess or refigure? saying something which then translates to us receiving something that maybe we don't really want. You know, we find that a lot of times when, for example, I'll be mad at the kids because they are making a mess after I just cleaned and I'm thinking to myself, oh, you know, they just can't keep anything clean. They're so messy. They don't appreciate what it is that I do for them. And then, of course, I may say something like, you guys never appreciate what I do. You're making a ginormous mess. And then I turn around to find the two-year-old has just spilled her cup of milk. So... All of these things may seem, in essence, to be these completely unrelated, circumstantial uh, type events, um, but they're, they're really not in the sense of, I just wove a very powerful spell by thinking one thing, saying its word, its linguistical you know, cousin, and then watching as all of that birthed a new experience. It just happened to be an experience I didn't want. <laughs> so that very mundane example helps, I hope, to give you an idea, not only of what I am referring to, but how that applies to you. Because all too often, and we see it with people who are engaging in energy work or ritual work, we see it with people who are trying to consciously create for themselves or who are involved in law of attraction. We see it all the time where people are, are bemoaning not getting what it is that they want, not taking the moment to pause and to see where there's some sort of misalignment. And nine times out of 10, that misalignment is centered very much around what it is we're thinking, what it is that we're saying, and what it is that we are then experiencing. So Mercury retrograde in the application just described is asking us to hit the pause button to really get clear on what it is we want. The great thing about Mercury retrograding in Virgo is that that's gonna actually be easier than perhaps if Mercury were retrograding in a sign that it's not so at home in because our thinking is going to be clearer. Our vision is going to be impeccable. Our, our creative drive and ability to conjure up what it is that we want for ourselves is going to be at its, at its peak. 
And our ability to communicate is also going to be amplified. Our desire to communicate is going to be amplified. So with that blessing, with that amazing, awesome gift, we need to then make sure that we are prepared to articulate that properly and that we are prepared to bring an alignment between our consciousness and our will. We can bring an alignment, again, between our consciousness and our will, what we are thinking and what we are doing. So it's making sure that you are not catering to thoughts that are the antithesis of what you truly want for yourself, that your thoughts are not need to know you need to know C ironically to make sure A and B are in total alignment so once you know what it is you want what are the thoughts and the words that you need to employ to get there how do you need to present this new idea to your boss so you get the promotion what sort of plan do you need to put together and what words do you need to prepare yourself for so that he is absolutely mind-blowingly compelled by what you've just outlined and gives you the promotion. You need to make sure that those things are in alignment so that you can fully step into that power, that you can fully step into that creative consciousness that weaves a spell both with your thoughts and your words that is what you want, that is supporting the foundation you want to build within your life. And that's not always going to be <laughs> the easiest thing to do. Because while we are working on speaking to our highest, while we are working on really hitting that pause button so we have the spaciousness to make sure our thoughts and our words are totally in alignment, we also have the upcoming full solar eclipse taking place in Leo. Now, this transit is really about major, major changes, bold things happening, opportunity for astronomical advancement. It's all about confidence. And so it's all about stepping out on that limb and doing what you need to do to get the attention so that you can create these really powerful changes in your life. It's also really triggering. Because in order for this new moon energy, which is all about new ventures, new beginnings, newness, 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 you and I, the royal you, we have to be willing to let go of a lot of shit. We have to be willing to clear off everything on the canvas and brush it all away so that we then have a blank canvas upon which we can create our masterpiece. And some of those changes may be, you know, all right. We may be like, okay, I, I've kind of felt for a while that this was, this was on its way out, so I'm good, I'm cool. There may be others that take us totally by surprise and others yet that feel like we have just been punched in the gut. And with that, again, as I talked about a little bit in the beginning of the show, there's that feeling of being sort of robbed of our ability to respond as opposed to react. 
And so we have this reactive quality to our, to our words and to our thoughts. And so it, it kind of complicates what I just described as being the way forward with Mercury retrograde because we're going to almost sort of be on a hairpin trigger where we're going to want to, and not even want, I shouldn't say, but we are going to be more inclined to jump the gun, to use our words like tiny little daggers. And you know what? If daggers are your thing and you're aiming towards what you want, then by all means, take aim and shoot. But the problem is, is that a lot of times the tiny daggers, our words become in this place of reactiveness, end up reinforcing what it is we don't want. So we we sort of poo-poo all over the gift of that Mercury in Virgo or Mercury retrograding in Virgo is giving us. And we sort of, you know, sabotage our ability to make those bold, big, confident changes in this new moon solar eclipse in Leo. So the beauty of this is that it's not about trying to resist. It's not about trying to suppress your reactiveness and how that reactiveness looks for you. Everybody is different. Some people may react angrily. Some people may want to crawl up into the fetal position and sob for hours. Others may become totally lethargic and want to just nosh on bonbons while watching the notebook over and over and over again. Whatever that reactiveness looks like for you, it is not about suppressing it. And I discussed this a little bit in my blog for the, the, the first eclipse that we went through and when I did a video. So if you haven't seen that, you may want to go to laurabrown.co slash journal and you'll be able to see that for the eclipse season blog. But it is a pertinent message even for now, which is that the more we try to suppress these qualities that for most of us are going to be shadow qualities, they're going to be those qualities that we don't really care for, that we're not really pleased with, <coughs> excuse me, they're going to be those qualities that we least like about ourselves. And the more we try to suppress those qualities, the more they dig their heels in and the more obstinate they become like tiny rebellious teenagers. They're going to continue to throw a fit and try like hell to get our attention and to command our lives. And that is the antithesis of what we want. So suppression is not the way. In fact, it's more of learning to sort of unite the subconscious and the conscious because the subconscious's desire for that anger or for that sadness or whatever that reactiveness may look like for you is always going to be stronger because it is so innate, because it is so suppressed for the most part, than our conscious desire to take a different approach. And the only way that we can begin to bridge that gap is not by suppressing the shadow or the subconscious, but by really getting on board and trying to understand it and having a dialogue with it and saying, you know what, okay, I see what's going on here. This just took place in my life and I am feeling angry and I understand that my subconscious on some level really gets off on being angry. There's something about it it just totally jives with and I'm going to see that 
as just my subconscious desire for anger and, and, and its enjoyment and pleasure that it's, it derives from being anger, angry, I'm going to see that as just as valid as my conscious desire to be happy or to be calm. And the more that we can do that and have that inner dialogue and to draw those lines, ironically, getting on board with the sometimes twisted pleasure that our subconscious has with its qualities actually quiets them. It actually helps them to feel a little less temperamental and a little less like the rebellious teenager that has to get your attention at all costs. So again, it's really, really about paying attention to what reactiveness comes up for you not suppressing it, but rather trying to understand it. And when you do that, a really beautiful magic takes place where you're not having to fight these qualities, but rather they become integrated. Because whether it's getting angry because something is happening that's beyond your control, whether it's feeling this all-encompassing sadness because a relationship just ended, whatever change is taking place for you. And it is happening to us all, so you're not alone. But understand too, that the, the best thing you can do for yourself is to simply understand that anything that's taking place right now, anything that's falling apart or ending, it is doing so for a reason. And while that may sound very contrite and, oh yay, you know, this awful thing's happened to me because something better is coming along, it is true. Because these eclipses, or eclipses, um, somebody please correct me on that. <laughs> um, these things are taking place, these eclipses are taking place, Mercury retrograding, all of these things are taking place and they're rubbing elbows against all these foundations and structures in our life. And if that friction from their sort of rubbing up against it makes that foundation crumble or break apart, its message is simply, hey, listen, this isn't strong enough to sustain life in your presence. It's not strong enough to support you. So it's not, again, some universal bitch slap. It's a universal gift that this is something that needs to be taken care of. And in some instances, because again, this is Mercury retrograde as well, we just need to retool it. Whatever is falling apart, it may not be that it's gone for good. It may be it needs a new beginning, like the new moon, solar eclipse, and Leo is telling us. It may be that there's certain weaknesses and fractures that really require healing and our attention. And so all of these things are, are sort of creating the foundation for you to pause, to take the time to heal, to take the time to reassess, and if needed, take the time to retool. And even if something is leaving your life for good, again, wherever we dead would, it's always to create new life. So opening to that trust and opening to that possibility and hope. You know, it's easy to kind of get dark and abysmal and say, well, you know, this is just life. You know, all things come to an end. It's a giant shit storm and I can't stand it. We can also choose a more hopeful realm. 
And we can also really step into the Mercury retrograde energy and say, you know what? I may not have wanted this ending and I may not have even had that much control over its leaving my life. But I do have control now with what I do with the space that's been left behind. So what do you want to fill that space with? What do you want to create for yourself? Do you want a new relationship? And who do you want it with? Not so much specifically, you know, I want to have a date with my next door neighbor, but more what kind of qualities do you want in a partner? How do you want to feel in, a new, in this new relationship? Do you want a new job? Do you want more or better or up-leveled clients in a current job? Whatever it may be that you want to fill this void with, pay attention and get very clear on that vision. Employ that Virgoan Mercury retrograding energy. Get clear. And then start thinking about what it is you need to be thinking, what it is you need to be saying, and what it is you need to be doing to make that a reality for yourself. I want to thank you so much for joining me today and going along with me on this journey. I wish you the absolute best as you navigate these transits and as you open to the many blessings that they provide each and every one of us. Until next time. Thank you for joining us on Witch Wisdom Podcast. You can listen to all archived episodes and book your personal intuitive tarot reading at laurabrown.co. Until next time.